that that was a, a, a quick cutoff. <laughs> that was rather abrupt, wasn't it? I wasn't ready. <laughs> Me either. I'm not used to that intro. Hello, hello, everyone. Is anybody, anybody at all excited that Christmas is almost here? Absolutely. That's me. I'm excited that Christmas is almost here. I, we have just a few few more days left, and I can hardly contain myself. I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Chris, and welcome to Unedited Chats, the broadcast that hardly ever gets done. <laughs> well, that's all about to change. That's all about to change. Tell us why. We are going to be doing unedited chats every Wednesday morning, eight o'clock central time. And what we're going to be doing is kind of introducing what's coming up the following Sunday, <clears throat> introducing those topics. And we have uh, the first um, quarter of 2023 laid out with uh, series and, and teachings. And so uh, we want to be able to upfront introduce. You're going to see a lot of new faces on Sunday mornings, uh, maybe some familiar faces, but not um, regular. And so we're going to start doing, uh, having a lot more voices uh, on Sunday morning. And so that's exciting for us. We are are really looking forward to that, uh, really seeing some people take off into what it is they're called to do. And and so that's exciting. Uh, yeah. At the same time, we want to be able to um, to kick things off. And so we decided this is the platform we're going to do we're going to use to, to do that. Yeah, it, it is exciting. I'm excited about this next year. Now I'm not going to pretend like there aren't things that I'm like Ugh, about because new is scary, right? New is unknown, but we move forward anyway. And that's just the attitude that we're going to take. And so we wanted to take time this morning to introduce, we, we've mentioned before our, our boundary lines, but probably should do a good job at, at laying that out. Most organizations or businesses have values that, that they have outlined that, that they live within. And we've just chosen to, to call them boundary lines. We've We've pulled scripture from, what is it, Psalm 18, where um, David says that your boundary lines for me have fallen in pleasant places. And so that's what we did. We carved out these values and, and we call them boundary lines. And I don't even know, how many do we have? I, I don't even know. I haven't counted. Um, there, there's, you know, probably close to a dozen of them. And 11? <sighs> we need one more so I can we say do. we have a dozen boundary lines. So, so life is easy for Angie. <laughs> so last year we focused mainly on um, radical obedience and we just really, we, we contended and asked God, what is it that, that you want our focus to be for this next year? And radical obedience is what we really felt like he was highlighting. And we had no idea how much we would need to lean into radical obedience because mm -hmm. when he's asking you to do something like that, it's like, there is a reason coming to prove why you're going to need this. And uh, because the thing is, is like, we scare easy, right? Like mm -hmm. as humanity, we, we scare easy. And when there's something new, we, we, we act like we're so bored and we can't handle the mundane. But the truth is, is we love routine and um, and we typically don't enjoy so much stepping into the unknown because that's a little bit scary and frightening or whatever. But um, radical obedience 
really became a real thing, not just something we talked about, but we had to be radically obedient or like Rebecca calls it absolute obedience, which I kind of love more because it it just changes it slightly, just makes it slightly more severe that we need absolute obedience. And that's what we had to have to get to where we're at right now to be able to look into 2023 and even have a clue as to what's up next. So it's it's absolute or radical obedience that has gotten us to this point to be able to even look into 2023. Yeah. And it was really a journey to to really understand, oh my goodness, what's coming. Uh the the kingdom isn't um what would you say? Um we like order as yes. humans. We like that uh, routine. We like structure. It brings us comfort because we know what's coming. Uh, it's not really how the kingdom works uh, all the time. So there's not necessarily a structure and order to things. It's kind of upside down from what we see in the natural a lot of times. And so coming into that, uh, especially mid-year, um, there was a real switch and we realized quickly why that was highlighted for us and what we were being called into required absolute obedience. We had to be quick with it and uh, complete. And so that was, that was an important thing for us. And it was, it was so much fun to be able to, to see that come about and see like, Oh, we, we might've missed it there, but uh, we learned from it. And now we are, are, are getting into that place uh, of radical obedience and, and, uh, being quick about it and and complete and and really kind of following through with these things and so it's been exciting this year to to really get into that and I know um, obedience kind of scares a lot of people that word I think it's uh, it's going to cause something that they don't want like they're going to be oppressed or something and that's just uh, a bad way of that that humans have used the word obedience in the past and so. Yeah. Um, Radical obedience doesn't necessarily look like what you what you might think. So it, it's been fun. It, it's been a real real journey that's uh, that's taught us a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just been really exciting. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving Chris's comments here. Yes, um, order in the church can be a cover up for control. Oh yeah. Been there, done that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, not 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 what what we're after here. Um, one of the things that I mentioned last Sunday was something that God spoke to me um, early that morning was that that choice isn't freedom, obedience is, and and that's really stuck with me throughout this week. Where I, I'm looking at that even closer and going like, oh my gosh, like where have I mistaken choice for freedom when really freedom is obedience. Freedom is the opposite of what our knee-jerk reaction to it is when we hear the word obey. And um, because we immediately, like you said, feel like, uh, you know, I, I ain't no slave, right? And um, uh, But obedience is actually freedom. It, it brings us into to freedom. And um, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I get into situations where I don't want to make another choice. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to choose. I am on decision overload. Somebody just tell me what to do. And we talk about this often is that we pretend like we don't want to, to be told what to do. But the, the honest truth is, is we do. 
as humanity, we want to be told what to do. We want the instruction. It brings us comfort. It feels like those boundary lines that that have fallen in pleasant places. Whereas, you know, if we have freedom of choice, whatever that is, that there are no boundary lines. And we tend to fall off cliffs where there are no boundary lines. And and even though obedience often feels like, you know, jumping off of a cliff and free falling, it's it's done through an act of obedience, which means there's always Jesus as a safety net. Oh, I love that. Jesus as a safety net. We could end on that right there. We're free falling with Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, radical obedience, I think, is something that's going to continue through 2023. Uh, just simply by the nature of of everything we're being called into and the, the themes we've pulled out for the year, uh, particularly with the uh, uh, recounting, retraining, rebuilding, the, those things are going to be, um, they're going to call us into that radical obedience. We're going to have to be quick and complete with that uh, or, or the absolute obedience. And um, it, that is something that um, for me looks like opportunity because I know uh, uh, places at the beginning of 2022 where I wasn't uh, uh, quick or complete with obedience. And so I get more opportunities to exercise that this year. And that for me is exciting. The opportunity, the the wonder of what's coming and what God is going to, <clears throat> excuse me, what he's going to bring us into. Very exciting. And so uh, we really feel like that's going to continue through 2023. However, with um, the the nature of retraining, uh, there is uh, maybe some mistakes have been made or some that will be made. And that's going to have to be something that's dealt with. But at the same time, we have another boundary line that we really believe is going to apply to this year, specifically as it comes to the retraining that we're going through, and especially what we're going to do with with pulling out stuff in, in Kingdom Indivisible each week. And that's blameless problem solving. And so uh, how we define that is, and, and what we've done with the values is, uh, values are great, but if there's no uh, definition of how they are uh, brought about in, in the real world in, in action, what it is that, that that value looks like in action, they're really just, you know, hollow words. And so right. um, for bl- blameless problem solving, we define that as apply creativity to navigate solutions Rather than looking to pin the blame with an unpunishable concept, mistakes are risks with great potential that we value and celebrate. Love that. I do I too. love that we get to celebrate people taking risks, uh, even making mistakes, but, but you know, moving forward, growing, uh, learning something, uh, because in that you're stepping out and you're just, you're moving closer into oneness with, with one another and especially uh, pushing into your union with Jesus. And so that's really exciting. That is exciting. And, and what we have found is that more often than not, um, this isn't so practiced, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like hiding is a, a knee jerk reaction, um, of, of shame. So is pinning the blame. You know, yeah. we, we want to, I mean, what, what was after, after God found them, you know, hiding behind the bush as if you can hide from God. What was the first thing that when, when Adam is questioned, what's the first thing he says? She, she made me do it. Right. So it's, it's age old. 
And, and it is, it is something that we're going to have to overcome. This isn't something that you can just walk into expecting that it's going to happen effortlessly. No, it's going to take your effort. It's going to take a lot of mindfulness for us to, to really, I mean, it's a renewing of our minds to, to not look at one another as a a target for, for the blame. We have to, to realize that our job is actually to be those who bring the solution to whatever the problem is. Now you and I work in, um, in a salon and, um, and why I'm all dressed up. Exactly. Yes. If you're wondering, <laughs> um, and, and we, we run into this all the time where there is, there are accusations flying around. And so we, we know that, that blame comes from accusation. And so then we need to take that further and look at who's the accuser, you know, where, where is our, um, where is our inspiration coming from in, in our willingness to partner with accusation? Well, it, it, it comes from Satan, right? It comes from the devil. It comes from the enemy, the defeated one, by the way. And um, so, so we are partnering with defeat every time we opt in on, on blaming one another. And so this becomes huge in, um, in the, the game of radical obedience, right? Because when the stakes are higher and, and we love to create high stakes scenarios, it's another one of our things that, that we just love to create as humanity. Like everything becomes high stakes and um, which isn't the reality that this is where we have to slow things down and ask, why am I feeling amped up right now? Why does anxiety have a say within me right now? And so it's within that vein of accusation that we immediately want to pin the blame on someone else and make it their fault. And I just have one question. What does that solve? It might deflect, it might deflect for a moment, right? It's going to maybe take some attention off of you for a moment, but I guarantee you the focus will come back to you because the problem originated in you and where there's a problem, there is also a solution. That's exciting. We get to be the solutionist for ourselves, for others, for, for uh, anyone you run into. Uh, that is one of the great things about uh, being co-seated with Christ. We have access to heavenly solutions for any problem for anyone. If we are taking the time to be in tune with that, to really listen to what's being said rather than trying to be heard all the time, which is another thing that we see and you might even catch yourself doing it. I know I catch myself doing it. Sometimes I want to be heard rather than listen. And yeah. that's not going to, that's not going to bring about solutions. It's not going to, to help anything. It's going to um, likely just match energy that's being brought into the room of accusation and deflection onto someone else. Mm-hmm. So being in tune with, with uh, like what Chris uh, was saying, I only see what I see my father doing. If you're in tune with that, then you're going to be able to bring about solutions quick and they're going to be uh, effective and, mm-hmm. and effective right away. And, and they're going to be done so in a way that it's likely that it will be received well and actually put into action and you'll get to see transformation there. 
Right. And it just, it all boils down to source. What, what is sourcing your action? What is sourcing your version of freedom? If it, if it's choice, then you have, you have the, the freedom, the right to, to blame whoever you want for whatever. But if it's obedience, if that's, what's bringing about your, your freedom, if that's what's sourcing your freedom, then, then you're going to have solutions at hand. So we can either have um, blame at hand or we can have solutions, honestly. I mean, that's what it boils down to because every single day we face all kinds of scenarios that require a decision. And, and, and those are typically the two that, that we have at our disposal is, are we going to blame or are we going to be the solution to that scenario? And it's so much more fun when you choose to be the solution and mm-hmm. you're still, you're still a, a player in the game. You're still, you still get to bring something to, to it, but the outcome is so much different, so much mm-hmm. different. If, if I take the time to just simply say, well, it's your fault. I mean, even when it rightly is, you know what I'm saying? Like th- this doesn't end at just like, okay, let's pretend like that didn't happen. That's not what we're talking about. What right. we're talking about admitting the wrong and, and um, in, in Danny Silk's book, Culture of Honor, he he breaks this down so beautifully with the, and if you've read his book or heard him him speak, you you've definitely heard the story that he tells in the book of of the couple that went to the supernatural or the school of super, whatever they call it there at Bethel, and um they they get together, she ends up pregnant. Well, they the the couple ends up going to um to Chris and Danny and and they step in to help resolve. They did not remove the stain immediately, but they left it there without any kind of accusation and simply asked, how do we clean up this mess? And 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 asked them to imagine, you know, a five-gallon bucket of paint dropping from a high place. And where all has it splattered and every place that that is touched, we have to be willing to go and, and bring solution to, to that area. And, and so it's just a, a beautiful picture of how we can bring restoration through the, the vein of being, you know, blameless problem solvers. And um, because there's, there's going to be problems. There are, we, you know, there, there needs to be margin for there to be problems. There needs to be margin for error. Like you said, you know, God is calling us into new spaces and we already know that we're going to mess it up. We already know that, you know, our, our Sunday mornings are, are going to look completely different, right? <laughs> and, um, but what fun is it? To continue to play polished church, you know, nobody grows except for the it people under the polished church scenario. We are, we're looking for the ragtag people who are just willing to step out in obedience and say, that's me. This is what I should be doing. And, and our job is to come alongside and be, you know, the problem solvers in that and be like, hold on, like shift, right? Or, okay, you probably should have done it this way or whatever, you know, whatever that looks like it's just going to be fun to be us. Yeah. And what I love about this definition is um, that word unpunishable. And that is something that we really kind of want to grab hold of when we're looking at this, because uh, nowhere in that process that Angie was talking about um, that Danny Silk described in the book, was there punishment there? And there wasn't anything alluded to punishment. There is a, a, a recognition of what happened. <clears throat> there was a, a process to walk through of, of restoration, but there was, there was nowhere in there 
a, a punishment that was dealt out. Uh, punishment for, for sin has already been taken upon Jesus. And so um, we don't want to treat anyone who has messed up uh, uh, or, or hasn't been radically obedient or whatever it is, whatever that looks like. Uh, we're not looking to punish people. That's not what um, relationships are about. It's not what oneness about is about. That's not going to to maintain relationships when we when we seek to punish someone. Right. There is no margin in punishment for for real restoration there with people because of the attitude that you take when you seek to punish. And so that, that's just something I wanted to bring out is, is that's an important piece that's in the middle there that we can't miss out on is, is that uh, this is an unpunishable concept that um, we, we celebrate people. We celebrate uh, risks that they're taking, right. uh, we celebrate um, the growth. And so I, I just wanted to pull that out before we, before we transition away from talking about boundary lines. Yes, I love I love our boundary lines. They're just they're so good. And and you mentioned the word risk, and I think that that's just really it, it's it's huge. It's going to be huge this year. Is are we willing to risk our reputation? Are we willing yeah. to risk what it used to look like? And I mean, those are the two things that I, I really feel like are on the on the line here. Is is our reputation and what it, it all looked like? Um, God is like pulling the rug out from underneath the church right now, and and everything is going to to crumble if it hasn't already. And and I know for for me personally, and you and I have talked about this a little bit, but um, it's it's a little discombobulating. Like this is what I've known for twenty years. You know, this is what church life has been like for for years. And, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden there's like this disjointed feeling of like, I don't know if I know anymore what is church. And and we we did we did church this last Sunday in, in a salon and, and that was different. Mm-hmm. And um and then somebody at the end was like, I don't think I even know what church means anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was glad to hear, you know, I mean, that was like music to my ears to be like, okay, this really is like, we are in this, we are in this free building, this free training year. And like, it's begun. It's not something to come. We are, we are already in it. God is already mm-hmm. retraining us. And so much of it is in the space of our mind because we, we love routine. We love things the way that they've always been. And so it's, it's, it, it's risk in the area of, of our minds. Like, to overcome what we think it should look like, which is easier said than done. I'll be the first to admit that. That, and I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good about loving new things, you know. <laughs> and and it's it's this has been difficult for me to kind of like get my footing in. And, and to be honest with you, I hope it gets more difficult. I hope that there are more challenges because we can only grow under risk. Mm-hmm. If, if there is not risk involved, then there's there's no growth involved. We can't move from glory to glory. If you think that you have, you've been fooling yourselves because if risk hasn't been involved, you can't move from glory to glory because it does take risk to move with the spirit. Yeah. We're all comfortable with a certain level of risk. We all have that that set in us, but right now God's asking us to expand what we, what we think uh, our level of risk is and really kind of, uh, look to take on some more risk and, and not just risk for the sake of being risky, but something that's uh, calculated, right? This isn't, this isn't just uh, 
uh, like I said, taking risk for the sake of risk. This is this is something that he is calling us into something bigger, and that is going to require us to step out of our comfort level of that current level of risk that we're willing to accept. And so we have to we have to take that up a step. So, and I know we're doing that um, by by giving up uh, a lot of of well control of of things and. And just allowing other people to step in and and come alive and and really looking to see them uh, come out in the fullness of who God is calling them. If there's no opportunity for people to do that, then they're not going to be able to really uh, uh, see the fullness of of who it is that God's calling them. And so that requires us to expand the level of risk that we're willing to accept. Yes. Excuse me. I need water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Thanks for being the handy off person there, John. I know. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? (laughs) I was like, (coughs) I'm dying. (laughs) Um, Okay. Kingdom Indivisible. So this all just leads right, right into what we're doing with Kingdom Indivisible. Mm -hmm. This starts in two weeks. Am I right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Two weeks from today. From today, we are launching Kingdom Indivisible. What is that, you ask? We're happy to tell you. We are just looking for people who are like-minded in the area of wanting to risk stepping out into new territory and adventuring into what is church? What what does this look like? Mm -hmm. Stepping out into this retraining era, really, of uh, like, I know nothing because this is all fresh. This is all new. And so we're looking for people who are willing to grow in this area of, of what is church now? What what does church look like on the, on the backside of this? Where is church now? Which is one of our questions is like, God has us so all over the place right now that I'm just like, Oh man, nothing is what I thought it was. (laughs) And, and so there is this, this retraining that is taking place and we want to step into the middle of it and we don't want to do it alone. We're looking for a company of people who are willing to not be attenders, but to be those who bring something and who are willing to be an asset, which is my favorite word right now in the season is who is willing to be an asset in the kingdom of God and, and bring their peace to the table. We, we have gotten so entrenched in this idea of um, being an attender, being somebody who just shows up and, and consumes. We, we are consumer Christians. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's got to be cut out of, of our lives and um, in order for us to grow. So we're, we're just looking for basically an army of people who, who just who want to, to join together and advance the kingdom of God. Yeah, and we're very excited about this. We are going to uh, have roundtable discussions, and and this isn't about being talked to. This is about about conversation about, about what is it that God's saying to you about this particular thing, and bringing that to the table so we can we can expand what it is uh, that we we have as a picture for for church, for for oneness, for. Uh, calling for all the different uh, things that we're going to be talking about. And so uh, it, it's very exciting because this is, this is something where um, it, it's not always, these things aren't always put together in this format to where um, 
this isn't something where you're you're joining to to necessarily learn something from somebody else although that will happen this is about you bringing the fullness in and one of the the scriptures for this year out of acts 4 if if we're to be like that where everybody was uh, one heart and one mind and and shared all things in common this is part of that and so we all get to bring this uh, to this discussion, this conversation, and, and share what it is that we have. Yeah, I love it. I, I'm really excited about this. And, and Chris, I see your comment there. We would love for you to be a part of Kingdom Indivisible. Also, if you think that um, that there's any chance that you would make any of these Wednesday morning <clears throat> um, sessions, go ahead and sign up and we'll get you in the Facebook group. We, we will have the, because we know not everybody is going to be able to be on every single Wednesday because life, right? And um, so if you if you want to to be a part of it and, and the only thing stopping you is your, your ability to commit on a regular basis, go ahead and sign up and we'll get you added to the group and you can kind of keep up through commenting and, um, and re-watching the video. So we would love to, to have you on board. Um, I, I personally, Chris, love what, what you bring to the table, even in our, our, our lives, the, the comments that you leave are, um, intriguing to me. And so I would love to have your voice be part of this. And that goes for anybody else. You know, if, if you are like on the fence and you're like, I don't know if I can commit to every Wednesday, that's fine. We get it. Um, of course we would love for you to, to be as committed as possible. So, um, go ahead and sign up. You just go to the website and um, the link is is there in the comments and and get signed up. And then we will add you to the um, the Facebook group that we have. And yes, that's awesome, Chris. Um, and so it, we actually are at nine o'clock. We're going live in the group. So quickly now. <laughs> go go get signed up and and you get to to get in on the um the initial in, intro um to kingdom indivisible that's happening this morning in 28 minutes so yes. um, we we are all about live this morning i guess <laughs> we are before we um wrap this up though i do want to also drop a link uh, to the about page on our website. If you would like to um, go on there and look at the rest of the boundary lines that we have, they're they're listed there. Um, I, I would encourage you to do so because they are tremendous and they are going to help you start looking at the things that you value in your own life. Oh my gosh, I value this thing, but what does that actually mean? What does it actually look like in practice? How can I share that with others? So it might might give you an idea and it'll it'll let you know more about about us and and what it is that we value. Yeah. Yeah, we need to make a doc so we can just drop that in the group also because I love our boundary lines. <laughs> all right. Do we need to say anything else at all about anything? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Guys, thanks for joining us this morning for our, our little Boundary Lines chat. And um, again, if you want to join Kingdom Indivisible, there is still time. Just go to, um, oh, well, Anne-Marie, listen, 
Um, just so you know, at 9 a.m., we're going live in the Kingdom Indivisible group. So um, you're, you've already been invited, so make sure that, that you've accepted that mm-hmm. invitation. And we're going to do a little intro to Kingdom Indivisible here in just a few minutes. So we'll see you there. <laughs> All right. So we'll say goodbye for now. And some of you will see at 9. <laughs>